Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. What's up, Everything Medicare Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brenda. Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And today, folks, this is episode 271 of the Everything Medicare Podcast. If you're not familiar with me or my organization, my name is Christian Brindle. I run a little insurance agency just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, called Christian Brindle Insurance Services. And we specialize in Medicare health plans. This is episode 271, as I mentioned, of this show and of this program. And we are weeks away from October 1st. Now, for those of you that are on Medicare that have already, you know, kind of been through the rounds a couple of times with a Medicare annual election period or in the industry, as we call it, AEP, October 15th through December 7th, that is the time period where people on Medicare Advantage plans and also Part D prescription drug plans or people wishing to get on one of those two programs um, are able to make changes and are able to do so. It's also the time period where Medicare Advantage plans and Part D prescription drug plans come out with their very own changes on their particular programs and on their particular plans for the upcoming year, effective January 1st of 2023. More or less, it's Medicare open enrollment period. It's the time period where everything changes. It's, you know, important. It's time to say it's time to pay attention to it. Now, all of the changes on the particular plans go public on the 1st of October. Now, if you're just getting onto Medicare, maybe you're unfamiliar with Medicare. Medicare really has two different kinds of products that you can go with. You have what's known as Medicare Advantage plans, and then you have what's known as Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, along with a Medicare supplement plan, also known as a Medigap. Those are the two different routes you can go. Um, We've made endless, and I mean endless, episodes on this platform and on this show about the differences between the two, the comparing and the contrasting. So if you're interested in kind of learning a little bit more about what that actually looks like, I encourage you to go back into episodes past and look for a topic about those two particular subjects because we break it down in extensive detail. Now, in this episode today, As we get closer to the Medicare annual election period, I want to talk about something that might be considered a bit controversial. I've been no stranger to controversy. If you've listened to this show and have you watched um, a multitude of different episodes over the course of time that this podcast has been a thing, um, it's been a thing since about 2018, I want to say, was the year that we put out our first episode. Um, And 271 episodes later, we have created just a library of content, and we're probably the biggest Medicare podcast in the country at this point. Um, So our our information stretches wide, and it it helps people in various different situations. Today's episode, I want to talk about why I believe that the government is pushing people towards Medicare Advantage plans and how they're actually doing this. Because if you pay attention, And you look closely and you look carefully, one thing that you'll notice is Medicare Advantage plans continuously become more lucrative and more extensive in terms of their overall value proposition. 
in many, many markets. Now, I want to first start out with a disclaimer by saying Medicare Advantage plans are different in every single market in the country. Every state is going to carry different kinds of plans all over the country. So this is there, there's never anything we can say that's a, within a blanket statement para, parameters, okay? This is not a blanket statement. However, in many, many areas and in many, many markets, one thing we're seeing is Medicare Advantage plans are continuing to expand. The funding for Medicare Advantage plans are continuing to expand. And the benefits they're able to offer are continuing to expand. And if you pay close attention in a lot of those same markets, they find ways to where if you go the route of original Medicare with a Medicare supplement or Medicare Part D prescription drug plan or a combination of the two, which most people end up having a combination of the two when you go the route of original Medicare, the value proposition is seemingly getting less um, elusive than it has particularly in the past. Okay. So we're going to break down exactly what I mean, what this looks like, and what you need to know. In life, you can particularly see trends and they can kind of tell you where things are going in, in, in the stock market, in business, in pop culture. Um, you can see these particular trends and there's people that are expert analysis in all of areas of life. And their job is to accurately and make um, accurate predictions on trends and um, kind of make good guesses and educated guesses on what's going to transpire. Medicare is no different and insurance is no different in terms of what's being offered to the masses. Now, Medicare is a completely government regulated and government funded program. I mean, Medicare supplement plans are overseen by the state governments. Medicare Advantage plans are overseen by the federal government. But what we have to understand is, is there's continuously going to be changes in the Medicare program. Now, I've, I've said in the past that I think the changes are pretty slow moving. I think that changes just kind of creep up on us as we go. Um, we actually did an episode, two, episode 270. So go back and listen to that episode if you hadn't heard it. Um, but that episode 270, where we broke down this new um, Medicare Inflation Reduction Act. Well, it's actually not even a Medicare Re Inflation Reduction Act. It's, a, it's the Inflation Reduction Act, but there are several elements of it that are impacting people on Medicare. And for me, my, my particular position, I took a, a very positive note on it. However, this is one thing that I'm seeing, and I think this will speed up some of these trends for Medicare beneficiaries. I think that in a lot of different markets, what you're seeing is they're making the options of going with original Medicare, with an individual Part D prescription drug plan. They're making the prescription drug coverage almost unbuyable in some markets. What they're doing and what you're seeing is I was actually at a convention a couple of days ago, or an event, right? A, a local event that, that particularly dove into some of the logistics of the legislation and also with Medicare. And one thing they mentioned is there are, opposed to two years ago, there are 33% less Medicare Part D prescription drug plans available in the marketplace nationwide, 33% less. So that means a third less companies are playing in that field. Why? Well, to understand that, we have to understand some of the logistics behind it. We know that Medicare Advantage plans receive funding from the federal government in order to stay in operational. Medicare Part D prescription plans do as well, but it's not even close to the same amount of funding that they receive. So it's heavily based off of the funding, but also the premiums that the person pays. 
prescription drugs have become so expensive. And of course, we know that the government with this new Inflation Reduction Act, if you listen to that episode first, um, we know that the government has kind of taken it upon themselves to negotiate these prices with these prescription drugs. Like I said, if you want to know what I'm talking about, that go listen to episode 270, come back, listen to this one. Um, but we don't have much, we don't have that many details about what that actually is going to look like. There's a lot of holes and there's a lot of logistics that we just don't know the answer to as of yet, right? We just, we just don't know. Nobody, I don't think anybody quite knows. I don't even think Medicare knows all the way kind of what that's going to look like. You can negotiate, but how effective is your negotiations going to be with the drug manufacturers? That's a question, but the cost of prescriptions have become ever so expensive. And since Medicare Part D prescription drug plans don't have availability to having the same funding as what Medicare Advantage plans have, one thing we found is to me, less and less plans playing in that sandbox and also what we're seeing. Now, this is not the case everywhere. I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh, well, you know, I'm the, the sky's falling. Like there's so many markets that this is really hasn't been an issue, at least as of yet. But there's several that have been that have a lot of Medicare Advantage options and have a lot of Medicare Advantage penetration. Um, so just take it on a case by case basis. But we are seeing the trends. And I do think in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see this more and more and more that Medicare Part D prescription plans are based on premiums, right? And they're pretty much the same structure as prescription drug coverage that's built into a Medicare Advantage plan. So you have your tier system, you have the different stages, you know, you have your deductible stage, the initial coverage stage, the donut hole, the coverage gap stage, catastrophic coverage, all that stuff. So the, the actual blueprint of the coverage is really no different, whether you're on Medicare Advantage or whether you're on a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. That's kind of similar. But with Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, oftentimes what you're seeing is you pay a premium. Now, some premiums are lower than others. There's plans in a lot of markets that are, you know, seven, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. There's others that are 50, 60, 70, 80, $100 a month in premium. And the answer has always been, depending on what you're taking and depending on which plan actually um, caters to what your prescription needs are, the best is the plan that you should be wanting to go with. Now, that being said, what we're seeing is Medicare Part D prescription drug plans are very commonly going to have large prescription drug deductibles. Now, at the time of recording this in 2022, the Medicare Part D prescription drug deductible limit was, I believe, 485 or 480, one of the two, 480 or 485. I can't remember the exact number. It's one of those two. And that was the maximum Medicare Part D prescription drug deductible a plan could have. Well, a lot of the least expensive plans, I'd say maybe your 10 to 30, maybe even $40 a month plans would have either that exact deductible or a very close deductible that's maybe 350, 300, something like that, a large prescription drug deductible. And to get away from that deductible, you were looking at a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan that was 50, 60, 70, 80, $100 a month in premium to where if you do the math on what you're paying over the course of the year, month by month, if you're paying, let's say, $40 a month more, then what do you end up with? Well, $480 a year more in premium. So did you really save any money on the deductible? No, it's a wash. And what we're seeing with a lot of Medicare Advantage plans is deductibles that are either non-existent, also in a $0 premium plan in a lot of areas, right? So you're able to have $0 premium plan options and options that have either no deductible or a very small deductible, maybe $100. Not the, not the case everywhere, but in a lot of markets. So what are we seeing? 
Well, to me, what that means is if I'm a person, and, and a lot of times these deductibles on these Part D prescription drug plans only affect certain brand name medications, tier threes, tier fours, things like that. However, what I would say um, to this is if I'm on a person I'm on, and I'm on a tier three medication, let's say I'm an expensive brand name prescription, right? Tier three, a tier four, my copay on a lot of plans is going to be 40 to $100 probably for a 30-day supply, depending on the tier, depending on the plan, depending on the market. And I'm on a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan. And let's say I have a, a low premium, but I have a $480 deductible, or I'm paying a high premium and I, and I waive the deductible. My copay might be exactly the same on a Medicare Advantage counterpart. But what I'm not paying is I'm not paying the, the, the premium. I might be able to get a $0 premium, potentially. Not every market has them, but a lot of them do. And I'm not paying that deductible. So I'm, I'm saving on both of those fronts. And there's also a lot of prescriptions that we have found to be covered in lower tiers with a lot of Medicare Advantage counterparts. I think in a lot of markets, what we're seeing is head up to head up, apples to apples. If you're running prescription drug comparisons and you're looking at the best Medicare Part D plan option versus the best Medicare Advantage option with Part D coverage built in, you're seeing that the Medicare Advantage plans in a lot of areas, in a lot of situations, save the person a significant amount of money over the course of the year, um, including the premium, including the deductible. It's just the out-of-pocket for the person. And so it's what the government's doing is the government completely regulates Medicare Part D prescription drug coverage. The, com the government completely regulates Medicare Advantage plans. And I believe that what we're seeing is the insurance companies and the government have an agenda. They want people to be on Medicare Advantage plans because from the government's point of view, they're passing the responsibility of the coverage over to Medicare Advantage plans, to private insurance companies, and they don't have to deal with claims anymore. And in, in, in a vacuum, they probably save money by funding the insurance company because they just aren't as good at being an insurance company as the government, as, a, as an insurance company is. <laughs> um, that's something that we all know. But when you have the insurance companies kind of structuring their plans this way, the government allowing them to structure plans this way, it means that if you go to a Medicare supplement plan, let's say you're taking a lot of prescriptions, you might, you, it might be a wash in comparison to the Medicare Advantage Part D prescription drug coverage, because you might end up paying a lot more in out-of-pocket for Medicare medications. Now, are you paying less in medical for Medicare supplements? Yes, you are. You have better medical coverage. You have less restrictions. This is all true. But you're also paying, you're paying more for your prescriptions, potentially. You're probably paying more for the, drug, the drugs overall, that whole combination. Not always, not a blanket statement, but in many situations, this is what we're seeing. This is what we're observing. We're licensed in 46 states. Um, and what we are also finding is there is a situation that the person's also paying the Medicare supplement premium. So you, you factor everything together. A lot of times we're finding that the person is actually spending more than maybe what their Medicare Advantage maximum out of pocket might be. And, and I find the value proposition is starting to shift slowly but surely, not everywhere, but we're starting to see it slowly but surely. Now that this new inflation um, reduction act, the Medicare implications of it, one of which is by 2025, um, the Medicare Part D um, coverages, which that includes Medicare Advantage and individual Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, will have a maximum out-of-pocket limit, which they've never had before, of about $2,000 per year. And so that's huge, right? But 
what does that mean? I mean, on the Medicare Advantage side, they're getting all this funding. They can certainly probably get to a point where they can handle that. And also they're probably going to get more funding by that time. So it's probably not going to be a big deal for Medicare Advantage funds. And this is just me speculating, just from paying attention, just from being observant. But what does it mean for individual Part D prescription drug plans? Well, I would imagine that what we're going to see is we're going to see more and more companies get out of that game, less competition. We've already seen 33% in the last two or three years jump out of plans available of that market because they're just not profitable for them. And what we're also probably going to see is on the ones that remain, the premiums are going to go up a lot. The premiums are going to skyrocket, um, which will make it more and more difficult if you're taking any expensive prescription drugs to be on a Medicare supplement plan. Um, I'm a big believer that in both, we offer both in my office. We're not biased towards one or the other. Um, But I do see some of the writing on the wall from a long-term perspective. Now today, right now, Medicare supplements are great options. And in many markets, they're great choices. And for many people, they're great choices. But it's important that you understand what's coming down the, 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 the trenches, if you will, what's coming down the pipeline. And it's just one small strategic move that not many people are talking about that to me will show that eventually, probably it's probably a 10, maybe 15 year plan, but the agenda is to have all managed care for people on Medicare, all managed care plans. The government won't offer original Medicare. I mean, that's probably where we're going. I don't know anything that anyone else doesn't know. I'm just more speculating than anything else. Um, Now, do I like this? Do I agree with it? No, I like the option of having Medicare supplements be viable. I, I think that's good for people on Medicare to have that as a viable. I think it's good to have the two options and different people can choose what's best for them. Now, that being said, does that mean it's time to enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan? For, for some people, yes. For some markets, yes. There might, it might be a very good time. And Medicare Advantage plans are so much more um, elusive. Not elusive isn't the word, but attractive in terms of what their benefit propositions are compared to five years ago, maybe even three or four years ago. They're adding new benefits every year. The funding is increasing. And a prior, opposed to what other people might want you to think, that you might read articles about, or maybe you watch a video they made. Medicare Advantage plans are some damn good plans. We work with a lot of people in my office that have Medicare Advantage plans, and we have very little issues because we put people on the right plans, make sure their doctors are covered. We make sure they don't have network issues. And when they do run into issues, we help them through it because our office has great customer service. So it's just something to think about, just something that I've been paying attention to. Certainly, um, we're going to be keeping you updated on this as we go, but um, Folks, if you need help with your Medicare plan, we're licensed in 46 states now. We're licensed almost all 50 states. We would love to be able to help you with your Medicare health plan. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Uh, my name is Christian Brindle with Christian Brindle Insurance Services. And um, I'm, an, I'm a published author um, and I'm an advocate for people on Medicare. And um, this, company, this coming open enrollment period, Come October 1st, we can talk to you about new plans. We can enroll you into a new plan October 15th if there's one that's a better fit for you. Um, And we are contracted with a myriad of different insurance companies. Um, We're not contracted with all insurance companies, but um, a large majority of of them. Um, So folks, just keep this in mind. I feel like what we're seeing is a push towards Medicare Advantage. And the way they're doing it is with the prescription drug coverage. I think... It's going to get to the point where the prescription drug plan is going to be the killer. 
it's going to be what pushes things over the top to slide people into Medicare Advantage plans. And there's not that many people talking about it. There's not that many people being honest about it. There's certainly people out there that have an agenda for you to get a Medicare supplement. They don't offer Medicare Advantage plans. They demonize Medicare Advantage plans. It's just silly. It's just stupid. Um, anytime somebody demonizes one side or the other, you know they have an agenda. Every time. Um, Medicare Advantage would not be nearly as popular as it is if it wasn't a good program. Medicare supplements are good programs. But it's important to understand the positives and negatives of both and where trends are heading. Anyway, folks, I hope um, this episode found you doing well. We're going to be bringing you more episodes as we go throughout the Medicare annual election period. We're going to get much more active with the content and the episodes. Um, I love doing this show for you. Again, this is Christian Brindle, episode 271, the Everything Medicare podcast. And um, make sure to leave us a five-star review if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to do so. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to engage with you. Um, and we'll be back with another episode soon. And um, enjoy the rest of your summer entering fall. And um, we'll talk to you next time, folks. Have a great day. Adios. Goodbye.